Hello and welcome to the moment in history. It's the eighth eighth episode now. God, eight. Um, no. This week we are doing murderers. Mm-hmm. So it's nice and light, fun topic. I know. Because, yeah, um, we were a bit panicked about the idea of doing murderers, though, because we didn't want it to seem as though, like, we like these women. No, we're not trying to say they're good women. We're just... No. Sort of... Interesting, yeah. <laughs> Am I going first this week? Yes, you go first this time. Because I might lose my voice halfway through, so... Okay. <laughs> um... So my person is, I think I am, I have no idea if I'm saying it right, Juanita Hoyt. Oh, go on. Do you know her? I don't think so. Oh, because I know you're like a, a true crime, like. I d- yeah, oh. I really like true crime. <laughs> <laughs> so we'll see, because I'm not usually very good at remembering names or, or dates ah, okay. and things about people, so... But we'll see mm-hmm. how much I, I recognise, if any. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, she killed five of her six children. Whoa! Yeah. Um, and she was... I, 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 it, cause it feels like a different format, because mm-hmm. it's about murder... Yeah, and like, because that's like the one significant event of their like the life that we're focusing on. But then, like, mm-hmm. they are still a person, so it's um strange. So she was born on May the thirteenth, nineteen forty six. Um, I think she dropped out of high school, or she's either kicked out because she got pregnant oh. with her husband well now husband or she left to get married i've heard like i read two (laughs) different ones okay (laughs) she was kicked out for being pregnant and then she left for getting married so i mean it could have been both but okay because this was the 50s and that no it was the 60s and frowned upon maybe so how old was she when she got kicked out or left uh, she, I, I remember it being she was about 18. Oh, don't you I think it was like high school at that age? Yeah, in the there we go, I found it. She, ah. she dropped out, um, of the 10th grade to marry Tim Hoyt, um, How in 1964. Oh, 64, okay. Um, I am not sure. I think it's 16. Well, she was born in 46, and this was 64. So, yeah, so she was 15, 18. 16 in 10th grade. But that makes it 18, right? Can I... I can do math. <laughs> no, because if she's born in 46, 20 mm-hmm. years after that is 66, mm-hmm. minus 2 is 64. Yeah. So that's she's eighteen, but she was in the tenth grade. Well, she held back a year. I don't know. Are these like multiple well, sources? Maybe. Hmm. I don't know. It just confused me. Mm-hmm. Um, we're not math students. And if that's not right. obvious by now. <laughs> <laughs> so um. So she dropped out in 64, then mm-hmm. she had her first child in um, 1964. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so it's quite weird actually because her first son has the same birthday as me. Oh. Um, he was born on the October 17th, 1964. Mm-hmm. Um, and then... He. Oh wait, I'm so confused. Do like, you need a I feel like I've read, <laughs> I've read loads of different contradicting stories mm-hmm. that like, he was, because I thought it was him who was two years old. No, 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 wrong person. Oh my god, I'm sorry. I'm just 
a mess. Um, right, so he died. <laughs> okay, the first son died. Was... Yeah, in 1965. Okay, so when um, he was a year old. No, in like January, so it was three months. Okay. Whoa. Okay. Yeah. Um. And she she killed them because of she like suffocated them, and like her reasoning was that they wouldn't stop crying. Oh. And a a lot of them the deaths were uh, classed as SIDS or sudden infant death syndrome. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Which is because she got away with it for about um tw- 25 years i think what so like multiple because multiple kids yeah mul- all her kids passed away and they just said all of her kids yeah oh my gosh um I and mean, so is sudden infant death a genetic thing i thought it was literally just random well because her case was she was like one of the like scientists were involved with like monitoring how the because ch- a lot of her kids had died in a similar way, so they put like special monitors mm-hmm. at home just to see like how they can track oh. them. And she did it on one of the ch- children, but it doesn't say which one. Mm-hmm. Um, and so Juanita said that the the machine malfunctioned when the child died, but mm, that. That's it didn't. Oddly <laughs> specific. Yeah. Oh yeah. Right. Because there was a trial about that. Mm-hmm. Um. About whether it was Sids or not. Mm-hmm. Um. And she was like on trial about whether it was an actual condition, or oh. it was she had killed them. And th- this time she she was found innocent because the monitor was malfunctioned yeah so it didn't capture anything so they did have other children um they there was the next well the first one was called eric and he Mm -hmm. last he was three months old Mm -hmm. um then there was julie yeah in um in um 1968 and she was a month and a half old (gasps) yeah and then there was James, mm-hmm. who he's the one he la- he was two years old, which means that he was already alive when Julie died. Uh-huh. So he died in the same month as <gasps> Julie. What? Yeah, like three oh weeks apart. The thing is, that, like, just the fact that like she would smother. She 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 smothered them to death. Yeah, but like I don't know, you know if and and her excuse was that they were crying so much, and I I understand that like when you have a kid, it it can honestly like not saying that it drives you to murder, but like how can you just say that that's your excuse if you've had I don't know child child after child, and then that's not like a mistake that you make. I don't know. That's yeah. That's like then it's got to be planned i don't know or i don't know otherwise you wouldn't i suppose you don't really know because of the time about you know contraception and things like that but i don't know it's just mm. people did say like when she, i think when she was like had more children the midwives um like testified in an actual trial which mm. is in like 1995 <gasps> 94 what yeah um, and they were saying that there's definitely there's something not right about this. Like yeah. she wasn't like bonding with the kids when she'd mm-hmm. just given birth, and she they like told the doctor who knew all about like her children dying, and it's not sure like because I'm guessing he died by the time the the case was opened, mm-hmm. um, and he was just apparently didn't he just said no, it's nothing, and like they were all a bit worried. Oh my god! Because obviously, it is. Well, yeah. If you've got a mother who's had so many kids die, even I don't know the mother you'd expect would be like, okay, well, 
this is a thing that keeps happening how to take all the precautions mm-hmm. but if someone's just very blase about yeah my kids have died about to have another one that's got to ring some alarm bells yeah i mean like because some of them she could have been pregnant when they died i'm not sure if she was <gasps> oh my god but like she potentially could have been oh my god you know but then there was two more children there was molly who she i think two months yeah she was two two and a half months old mm-hmm. and then noah who was again two and a half months old oh my god so none of the kids lived longer than like 28 months but if you remember, she um, had six children and she yeah. killed five. So this one other child, she adopted. She adopted? She adopted him. How, he was how on Jay. earth? Like, why did people let her... People fight so hard but to have kids he, when they adopt them. And yet... I know. And he um, remained healthy, like had a healthy childhood... And he was 17 when she got arrested. What? So, like, why I don't him? quite understand why she kept him alive, but she did. Well, like, when did she kind of adopt him? Because if, like, her issue with the kids was that they cried, if, if she adopted him, not like, kids don't cry, but, like, if she adopted him when he was, say, like, what, eight? By that point, you're kind of, you don't, you're like a toddler anymore? Yeah. Um, oh my god! Well, he was seventeen in ninety four, mm-hmm. so that would make him eight seven seventy seven. So he would have been in nineteen seventy seven when he was born. Whoa! So, so had all I'm of her not... other children been killed by this point? Then when she adopted, yeah, so well, when he'd she been must born, have adopted him a few years after, because all of her ch- children's deaths were from. 1965 to 1971. Um, so just like like six and a half year time period, they all died, and all of them it was they were all considered like to be SIDS, and it wasn't until someone was investigating a similar case mm-hmm. in a different place that they like stumbled across her records, but they were I think they were anonymized because it was just like the children had all died and it all they all started being about this sounds a bit like serial killer esque. Yeah. So they just did more so I think they um because it says that so she wasn't like completely just arrested. She was like someone she knew like one of the state troopers, mm-hmm. um, like just approached her while she's in a post office one day, and he asked her for help in the research in some research for on SIDS, and she agreed. And then they took her to the police station, where um, she then confessed to, to all. Yeah, Whoa. she said that she killed all the five children by suffocation and then she was arrested wow um, that's so but that's infuriating that it's so long if you know what i mean and then i mean i don't know quite how difficult it would have been to have actually got her to the point of confessing but by the sounds of it it was very much like we just raised it and then she's like yeah i did it i don't know it's how infuriating i think, I think it was that like they really pressed her because... okay fair enough um, in the actual trial, that came up is like her the argument against her because she yeah. then started saying, "No, I didn't do it. I just said it because they were interrogating me, and like I felt pressured to say it." I mean, that um, is a that is an issue that like yeah, in, in terms of like police interrogation and forcing people to confess to crimes. I mean, there's a whole Netflix kind of series about it. So. <laughs> yeah, but then I was thinking like, how many people do we all still think are genuine murderers and they're just not they were just yeah. like pressured into saying it yeah like we don't know we just kind of assume the worst or just take everything 
as facts because I was watching a video on YouTube earlier that um you know ask a mortician yes um about the Columbine shooting and like a lot of the stuff we know about that isn't right oh because like because um the two boys are like considered loners and isolated and like they actually weren't they were quite popular they had a lot of friends and there's like stuff with um there was one girl who apparently before she was shot said like he one of them asked her if she believed in god and she said yes and then there's like her mom wrote a book about it um there's loads of things and she was like seen as a saint for saying like she said yes and it was a big thing and it turns out she actually wasn't the person who said yes it was someone who survived who said yes but then the family were just kind of like it's gone a bit too far for us to now say oh we've actually found out that it didn't happen because they genuinely all believed it for about six months yeah so they just had to they just didn't really say anything about it because and and then she was saying like the whole it's gone too far now for people to correct it mm-hmm. is the whole like what's happened to the Columbine case because it's gone too far and that story of it is like just to like correct what actually did happen. Well it's even like it's kind really of like not on not on the same level, but it's a bit like that whole thing with um you know in the Can You Ever Forgive Me film? Where, where Lee yeah. Israel, and then at the end it said that like even books published about, like biographies about certain people were published with her letters in. Yeah. And it was that they, like, mm-hmm. it's only when then the books had been published and then somebody had come they forward realized. and said that wasn't them, that then they had to bring it, take it back and be like, okay, yeah, no, it wasn't. It's so strange that like just mis- misinformation will create a specific history and like we don't know. We don't know so much. <laughs> um, right, back to <laughs> um, Juanita. I really hope I'm saying it right because I quite like that name. So, oh, it was her last two biological children were the, the subjects of the paediatric study and it went towards an article that was like had a connection between sleep apnea and SIDS. Yeah. And this was considered <laughs> considered to be the um, it was con- controversial. <laughs> yeah, is what I was gonna say. Um, she um, there's like a, a lot of stuff about her neighbors because like when she was like obviously had to get rid of all the child's things. Um, she would be like, I don't know what I did wrong. And like, and then they would be telling her, "You're not a bad mother." Oh my gosh! It's like, um, oh my god, what's it called? That, um, oh my god, how have I forgotten what it's called? This is like that certain um disease that people have where they they like the sympathy that comes from being close to a victim. How have I forgotten what this yeah. is called? It's really, really famous. It's famous within like mothers and things like that who then do things to their kids because they. Oh, they wait, like... my. my... Chowson. Yes, thank you. I was yeah, because she yeah. was. I think she was. Can you be diagnosed with that? She yeah. was, or considered to have that, but by proxy, that was. Yes, the, yeah, Munchausen's by proxy. Yeah, that's what. Um, yeah, she was also. Um, she had some. Oh right, and her parents. I'm really sorry. This is all over the place. It's fine. <laughs> um, her parents. Both of the, like, her husband, they would go every Labour Day, I think, to put flowers and stuff on the children's grave, like, every single year afterwards. So her husband Um, stayed with her through all of this? Yeah. I'm, um, well, when she was in court, he was, like, held onto her hand or something when she was, like, like, she, he stood with her. That's so, I don't know, like, if you lose... If you lose a child, I don't know, usually it, it kind of wrecks um, yeah. like the parents of that child in most cases. To lose five mm. children is something yeah. else. 
there's like that episode of Call the Midwife where she loses all of her children and she's just like broken. Yeah, yeah. In person. Um, cause she's just like they're coming back, they're coming back, but they but they're not, and yeah. it's just like so much to deal with. Mm-hmm. And like the neighbors said that they like stoically dealt with the grief of all their children. Yeah. So when she was in custody, yeah, she was she like saw a psychiatrist. Um, and they said that she had depend and avoidant personality disorders. Okay. They used they then used this to then say that she was particularly vulnerable to the tactics during her interrogation. Right. So, <laughs> but she was still convicted. Yeah. In April nineteen ninety five. Oddly enough, on nine um, eleven. Oh, okay. But this was... I mean, that's not really related, but... Okay. No, it's just like a a significant date, isn't it? You just quite like dates, Um, don't you? Yeah. Um, She was... She then sentenced to 75 years to life. So, 15 years for each murder. Whoa. Which I thought life was like 35 years. No, I think it used to be, but it went down. Because is life now just, like, till you die, literally? No. Or is it not? No, no, I think it life should is be. still, like, 15 <laughs> years. But then you can oh. be let out on good behaviour, I think. Like, let out on parole. I'm not 100% sure, because I don't understand the legal system, like, perfectly. And most of my information yeah, just comes from, like, TV shows and, and cases I've read. But, yeah, I think, mm-hmm. like, life is 15 years. And then, yeah, it's it's, yeah, it's not... It's not a lifetime. It's just the kind of reason that you're serving, in a way, is life. Yes. Yeah. Uh, I do remember when I was in um, primary school and somebody came forward with the idea that, like, life, your life sentence should be 100 minus the age that the person you killed was. Oh, because that's they said they said that like well that's like if you say yeah. oh, they were going to live to a hundred that's how many years you stole of them so that's how many years you have to serve which is like it wouldn't work oh. as a as an actual like practice but it's an interesting like concept of like that's how you judge a person's life is by how many years they didn't have yeah yeah well in her case she'd be up to like almost five hundred yeah yeah. Um, but she, um, she appealed, um, her case, mm-hmm. um, but because she died before the appeal was heard, mm-hmm. she was formally exonerated, um, right. from her crimes. Oh. So, in the eyes of the law, she didn't do anything. Oh my god, that's insane. Yeah. She yeah. she died in prison of mm-hmm. pancreatic cancer in August 1998. Guilt cancer. <laughs> oh my Is god. that a thing? It's like it's not a proven thing, but it's a thing that people say exists. It's like there's the whole thing about mm-hmm. um you know like Jean Benet Ramsey's mum um because she died of cancer didn't she um i can never remember oh, yeah but they're like the people often say it's like guilt cancer that be, I, it's not a proven thing but people say that like the stress of having to keep a secret like causes cancer which isn't it can't be yeah. true but it's like a thing that people say and um actually she wasn't diagnosed with munchausen she was like because it wasn't really a th- thing or it wasn't like and then like an accepted thing at that time yeah so like after now looking back at it it's like speculated that she did suffer from Munchausen syndrome by proxy so like a post um kind of uh diagnosis yeah Mm -hmm. Mm. and that was a very chaotic 
telling about Winnie to Hoyt. Well, no, that was that was good. I enjoyed that. I hadn't heard of her at all. Oh wow. Well, like she technically didn't legally kill. Yeah. But <laughs> but she yeah you can yeah. I think for the purpose of this, it counts because like. I mean, I I think she killed those kids. Yeah. yeah. I mean, what's strange is, though, from what I read, there was nothing that ever put anything on the dad. Like, hmm. he was never con- even considered. Well, but I, I, mean... I think I there was something that she only killed when he was away, there's which might that... be why. Yeah, there's always that thing, though, because... But... Um... I know, uh, I don't know whether I've mentioned on the podcast before that I did that, I did an assignment that was looking into the way that uh, male and female serial killers are, well, not serial killers, but child killers are represented within the media Mm -hmm. over a series of of years. Um, And I know there was like in, in uh, a lot of cases, the, the men are kind of, because there's uh, obviously no social expectation that they're going to be like paternal, um, it means mm-hmm. that in terms, if like their child is killed, there's not really much responsibility put on them. If you know what I mean? Yeah. Because mm-hmm. well, it's not their. I'm gonna put this in, you know, in bracket in in quotes, like job, societally viewed upon that they would yes. look after the kid. Whereas obviously, society views that all women have to be maternal and caring, and so when they kill, it's like. Mm-hmm. It's 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 viewed upon as this, fat, you know, massive tragedy, and horror. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it, yeah, I was reading an article about that um, recently, mm-hmm. and it was like the women will typically be considered much more harshly yeah. in the law. Yeah, yeah. Because like, it's like pure evil if women do it but yeah. if men do it it's like out of anger which is a natural thing yeah and it's just like it's still murder it don't make a difference yeah it's complete like it's a it's bullshit i don't like it's complete bullshit <laughs> yeah. that i don't know and people say like you can because we i remember uh i took a, a course on um uh aggression from a psychological point of view and it was like oh i know it's quite interesting but it was like um yeah men will be more aggressive because they're testosterone and they do loads and loads of studies about it and it's like yes but like slightly it's not even like a thing almost it is there but it's yeah. not so much that you can definitively say men kill people out of anger women kill people out of pure evilness if you know what i mean it's it's yeah. completely wrong the only thing that that means that more men kill the women kill is society because it's obviously like you, you you've been told mm-hmm. like if boys have been told that men kill women get killed then that's a an ideology that they maintain yeah yeah so mm. yeah no um, on that light should subject. we take an yes <laughs> should we take an ad break yes okay okay I've seen a few bye yes welcome to STEM Fatale your women in science history podcast I'm Emlyn Gremlin I'm Emma Dilemma and we're two STEM PhD students <laughs> Trying to learn more about all the women that science history has overlooked. Every episode, we tell the story of a historical female scientist. We discuss their struggles, research accomplishments, and get into the crazy banana sexism they faced in pursuing their scientific dreams. Do you like stories about escaping from the Nazis? We got them. <laughs> or stories about NASA's lack of understanding of the female body? Yeah, we got those too. We've got it all. So take a listen and go, go stimulate yourself. Hi, welcome back. Welcome back. So this week I have Catherine Knight. I do not know who that is. Neither do I. Uh, well, neither did I, obviously. <laughs> so, yeah, so Catherine Knight was born on the 24th of October 1955. Mm-hmm. 
Um, and so she was the daughter of Barbara Ruffin and Ken Knight, who weren't married because Ken was a friend of Jack, who was married to Barbara. So Barbara and Ken were having mm-hmm. a, an affair, and that resulted in Catherine. Okay. Okay. <laughs> That's a bit... It's not similar to my grandparents. It's because... <laughs> no. Can't wait to see where this is going. <laughs> no, because my, my grandparents got married the same year. And I think then their parents got married to each other. Yeah, that's not the same thing at all. I, I know. that happened to you, though. Yeah, it's strange. It's, it's kind of weird, but it's, yeah, it's I'm like... Yeah, friend. It's not weird. You're what? The friend. You're the friend. It happened to, yeah. Me. Well, no, no, no. Is in it happened to my friend that that she was with her technical stepbrother, but like before. Oh. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. So uh, they're from New South Wales in Australia, Ooh. which is where uh, my family in Australia live. Um, Interesting. Do I they know. have any connection? None at all. Considering this, <laughs> like Catherine was born in nineteen fifty-five, and my family moved out there after the millennium. So. But did they marry anyone? I mean, my cousins got married, but not to a descendant. How do you know? Because they're from New Zealand. Fair enough. Yeah. And it was like a major scandal at the time that these two people had got together, a huge thing. So obviously because Barbara had an affair, she then left New South... I don't know whether she moved, left New South Wales, um, but left where she was living in Am- uh, Aberdeen she with Ken. To- did they just steal all of the UK names? Yeah. I mean, we don't have a South... We just have a Southern Wales. I mean, we we're going to have... talk about Ipswich in a bit. Goodness gracious. <laughs> and they moved to Murray, which is not an English place, I don't think. Is it's it? Scottish. Really? It's one of the, you know, the big clan names. The Murray clan. Well, is this spelled M-O-R-E-E? Which not leads me to like believe that. that it's Aboriginal, not, like... Scottish. Could be. Yeah. They're Aboriginals. Uh, not quite, but okay. So, um, none of um, Barbara's uh, sons went... She had four sons originally, none of them went with her. The two of them stayed with their dad, and then two of them went to go live with their aunt. Wait, so, where did she go? She So, she had to leave with Ken. So, did she go to Aberdeen so she, in she, Australia? Or Scotland? In Australia. This okay. is all in Australia. Okay. okay. Then she moved with Ken to Marie. And then with Ken, then had some kids, mm-hmm. including Catherine. Catherine is oh, our protagonist. Oh, we're only talking about the parents. Yeah, there was like a lot of background. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. So one of the kids was Catherine, okay? So that's kind of the background. Then when Catherine was four, her... I don't know how you say it. Her mum's original partner so jack x. died x works yeah died um and so the two kids that were living with him did the four-year-old kill him no <laughs> no she was living in a completely different area no that's impressive then <laughs> no i mean i've got a lot of other pages of information if that was the end of this story um and then they went to live with their mum so ken was a shit he was an alcoholic he used to beat and rape um the mum up to 10 times a day and then um, Barbara, the mum, would tell Catherine, her daughter, all the details about what had gone on. Um, that and... seems like years of therapy. Oh, yeah. And when Catherine said that she didn't want to have sex with the guy that did with her, like when she was older and she mm-hmm. was like, this guy's interested in me, but I'm not interested in him, her mum told her to put up with it and stop complaining. Oh, goodness. Yeah. Knight also said that she'd been sexually assaulted by family members until she was 11, but there's, like, not 100% sure if that's accurate or not. Fair enough. So, but I'm not saying anything. So her kind of only close... The people, only people she was close to when she was younger were her twin. Um, oh, you didn't mention she was a twin. Oh, yeah, she's a twin. <laughs> <laughs> were her twin and her uncle, but her uncle committed suicide when she was 14, so obviously that, like, oh, didn't... But when, how did they know she killed them, other than her sister? Uh, because everything happens, like, in the 2000s. And? So, like, she's a lot older. So, she's, like, had a life. 
DNA. Well, you don't know them. They're like monozygotic twins. It's a fancy word. <laughs> Identical twins. <laughs> <laughs> so they then moved back to Aberdeen, mm-hmm. right? Still in Australia. Then, uh, so while she was at school, she bullied uh, little kids. Uh, she assaulted oh. a boy with a weapon and, and was injured by a teacher because the teacher was having to do self-defence against her. And then it said, like, but other than that, she was a great student and got given <laughs> awards for her good behaviour. I was like, they okay. don't add up at all. And then, But she left school at 15. She couldn't read, she couldn't write. And she got a job. So initially she got a job in a factory clothing factory and then um got it said her dream job at an abattoir cutting up offal what's an earth is offal it's like all the uh, innards oh yeah i think oh an abattoir like the abattoir. where where they kill animals yeah i don't like her no, you're not gonna like her when we get yeah when we move on. She was promoted to butcher while she was there because she was very good at a job, and so she got given a set of butcher's knives. It goes with a job. She kept the knives above her bed, just in case she needed them. Everywhere um, she lived. What if there was an earthquake? Then she would have died, and That's my notes would have been cut short. <laughs> risky business. Yeah. So, uh, enter David Kellett, I think you pronounce his name, who was a co-worker of hers. They met in 1973, they married in 1974. He was drunk when they got married, and they turned up on the back of her motorcycle. Wow. And then whilst they were about to get married, Barbara, so Catherine's mum, mm-hmm. took David inside, aside and told him, you better watch this one, or she'll fucking kill you. Whoa. Let me guess, she killed him. No. Oh. <laughs> well, no, because he reported that. So if he'd have died, oh, right. then he wouldn't have been able to say that. Well, he could have said it before he died. What, just been like casual dinner chat? By the way, you know when we got married, your mum told me this thing. I tell them. <laughs> like, it's just like a conversation thing. <laughs> Conversationally, your mum thinks I'm going to kill you. <laughs> yeah, I'm like... Oh yeah, cool, chill. Anyway, let's continue eating. Um, on the wedding night, she tried to strangle him. See? Um, she said that it was because he fell asleep after they'd only had sex three times. Wow. Yeah. I mean, it could have been a kink. I mean, I don't think so, with the tone of Well, maybe of she this. was into it. And he just missed the memo. <laughs> yeah, because he was asleep. Oh, right, okay. Oh, Unsurprisingly, it was a very violent marriage, and on one occasion she burnt all of his clothes and shoes, hit him over the head with a frying pan, um, because he was late home from darts. That sounds um, like Mickey Mouse. What? <laughs> was it Mickey Mouse where they used to hit them on the head with a frying pan? Tom that and Jerry. The Tom and Jerry. And Rapunzel. That was oh, Rapunzel. Yeah. yeah. With the lizard. With the, the chameleon. That's a lizard. Okay. <laughs> a chameleon is a lizard. Is it? I thought it was like a different... I'm not good with animals. Wait, what would make a chameleon different than a lizard? So is lizard like the... I don't know. No, because a lizard is a reptile. Was a chameleon a snake? Yes. <laughs> no, I don't know. But Kellett didn't press charges. So this happened, but he didn't do anything. To being strangled. No, no, to being hit over the head with a frying pan and having all of his things burned, yeah. So, uh, in 1976, she gave birth to her first daughter, Melissa Ann, and Callot left her for another woman in that same kind of space and time. Um, And then she was admitted to St. Elmo's for postnatal depression. I... That feels like a famous mental hospital, but I don't think it is. I mean... I don't know. Elmo, obviously, is the um, little puppet, though. I don't think it's named after him. That's a shame. No, because I don't think Elmo was a thing in 1976. Sesame Street? Sesame Street was a thing, but I don't think Elmo was a thing. Is Elmo not in Sesame Street? No, he's in... Yeah, Elmo's in Sesame Street. Yeah. Yeah, but Elmo hasn't always been in Sesame Street. Oh. As in, Sesame Street had to create him, didn't they? I just I thought they came at the same time. No, 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 no. Because the puppet for Elmo had actually been 
um, another character before, but they couldn't like find a voice for him, so they threw him away. And the 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 guy who gave the voice to Elmo picked him up out of the trash. Literally, he was like thrown him because I think he was like doing kind of like bit parts, if you know what I mean. It's like mm-hmm. loads of other puppets, and he was like throwing this one. It was like find him a voice, and so he had the Elmo puppet, and then he found his voice for him. I watched a documentary on Elmo. It was brilliant. Hmm. Yeah. Oh wait, is that why there's a song called "Say Elmo's Fire"? Oh, that'll be related to this, yeah. Is Maybe. it a song with an album? It's a musical, what's a film? And it's a song. It's a film? Yeah. Oh. With, um... Oh my God, I can't remember anybody's name who's in it. Like, a lot of people who are in The Breakfast Club are in it. Molly Ringwald? I think she's in it, and Ali Sheedy. Oh. But I'm really embarrassing myself if I got that wrong. And then Catherine left Melissa on... Yeah, when she was released, though, two months later, she left um, Melissa on the railway line before a train was due. Her daughter? Her daughter. Her two-month-old daughter just left on the railway line and then took an axe and threatened to kill people around the town. And then um, Melissa was then rescued by this guy called Old Ted, who everybody just knew as Old Ted. And then, so Knight was arrested and then taken back to St. Elmo's, but then got herself released the next day by signing herself out. So so then she slashed a woman's face with one of her knives and demanded the woman drive her to see Kellett. But uh, they got to a service station where Catherine was like holding a young boy hostage with a knife and the police stopped her, obviously. Then she was admitted to Morissette Psychiatric Hospital where she told the nurses that she wanted to kill the mechanic at the service station because he'd repaired Kellett's car and then kill Keller and his mother. I mean, how dare he do his job? I know. Just awful, isn't it? <laughs> um, but then when Keller found out about this, he moved back to Aberdeen with his mother to support Catherine. Not the child? No. Interesting. Yeah, it's really weird. And so when she was, when then Catherine was released from the psychiatric hospital, mm-hmm. she was like put into care by Kerr and his mother, the two people that she'd said she wanted to kill. There's a bit of logic missing in there. Yeah, isn't there? just a bit. Then she got a job in Ipswich, so in Australia. Yeah. In 1980, they had their second daughter, Natasha Marie. In 1984, Knight left Kellett. And moved in with her parents. Uh, she went back to work but injured her back, so went on disability pension. I'm running through this really quickly. Then right. entered David Saunders. Second David. Another David. Another David. Uh, who she met in 1986. He moved in with her and her daughters. But would off, like, she'd, they'd like fight and then she'd throw him out. And then, so he kept his apartment. But then they'd make up and then he'd move back in. Hmm. Seems like a functional relationship. Very and then in 1987, she cut the throat of his two-year-old dingo in front of him. I thought a dingo was a wild dog. It's a dog, yeah. I mean, oh I think God. I think you can keep them as pets. I just think it's, like, not advised. That's still not very nice. Nope. The reason for her doing it? None. She wanted to warn him what would happen if he had an affair. And then she knocked him unconscious with a frying pan. She loves her frying pans. Right. Then in 1988, she gave birth to her third daughter, Sarah. And they got a house together. Her and the second David did. They got a house together. And she decorated it with animal schools, horns, rusty animal traps, leather jackets, old... It said books, but Wait, it might be she, boots. he stayed with her? Yeah. For doing that? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's his own fault. Yeah. I mean, he doesn't die either. Uh, machetes, rakes, and pitchforks. Apparently, there was not a single to space. Refresh new child. Yeah. Oh my goodness. There. So after an argument, she hit him with an iron and stabbed him in the stomach with a pair of scissors. Still not the one she killed, and he went into hiding. So enter John Chillingworth. The dead one. Third one. Nope. Nineteen ninety. Oh God, she's like Henry VIII. Uh, she got pregnant. Not quite. Well, yeah, not quite. See? Got pregnant by him and gave birth to Eric. They were together for three years until enter John Price. The dead dead one. one. Yeah. Uh, Was the father of three children already, but only two lived with him. This is four or five now. This is number four. Okay. Um, Wait, fourth partner. Yeah. Yeah, fourth partner. I think she's got 
four kids now. Um, and then John has looking after two kids. But they're not his? They're his, yeah, yeah. So he has two kids. He has three kids. Two live with him. One lives with their mother. Oh, okay. And everyone liked him. They called him a terrific bloke. That was in the notes. I guess it's important. So he knew all about her reputation, but still moved in with her in 1995. Ooh. Yeah. Do they not think... I don't know. Like, (laughs) she's had four partners, all of which she's, like, abused... All of them went back to her. Yeah, maybe she's just that powerful. I mean, what's, yeah, what's going on? Or maybe blackmail. Oh, maybe. She maybe. has some weird pics of them. <laughs> God, we actually get to that in a bit. So it said that, um, so his children also lived with her. So they had her, four kids, his two kids, mm-hmm. him and her, all lived together. And apparently, apart from the violent argument, it was like a bunch of roses. Quote. Interesting. Yep. Then in 1998, they fought over... But roses are prickly. Oh, you see, that's the hidden meaning. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The thorn. Mm-hmm. So in 1998, they fought over him not marrying her, because he didn't want to, I assume. Mm-hmm. So she videotaped things that he'd stolen from work. Where did he work? He was a miner. Right. The things he'd stolen were out-of-date medical kits that he'd stolen out of the rubbish tip outside work. That's great bribery material. Right. She sent it to his boss and he got fired. Oh. Actually, it was bribery material. Yeah. <laughs> like... So, he kicked her out. I mean... Fair enough. Fair enough. Then, but then he restarted the relationship. Um, but now she didn't live with him. But his friends wanted kind of nothing to do with him whilst he was still with her. Then, in 2000, important year, Mm -hmm. for a reason you could probably guess. uh, Also, like, the murder. Uh, Yeah. Yeah, that too. So, finally fed up, she... He kicked her out of his house. So, yeah, I assume she'd just been, like, going round, if you know what I mean. But he was like, no, enough's enough. He kicked her out of his house. He went to file a restraining order... And he said to those at work with him, if I don't come into work tomorrow, she's killed me. And she did. Foreshadowing. She did. So, so scared that... Because he wasn't going to go home, but she, he was so scared that she was going to kill his kids. He went home where Knight wasn't. She wasn't there, but she'd arranged that his kids, uh, and her kids, I guess, were to sleep over that night. So the house was empty. Uh-huh. So he went out to a neighbour's house and then came back at 11 o'clock uh, where she was waiting for him. She'd watched TV, she'd had a shower, he got back, they had sex, he went to sleep. Then dead. Then dead. The next day, Price's car was still in the driveway. A a co-worker went to the police. The police got there at 8am. Price was dead. Yeah. And Catherine was next to him, comatose from taking a lot of pills. Uh, she'd stabbed him with a butcher's knife whilst uh, sleeping. So, do you want to hear the details? Gets pretty grim. Sure. Yep. So, from the blood, they think that he'd woken up while she while she stabbed him, tried to turn the light before uh, trying to escape, but she chased him. Uh, he opened the front door, was dragged back and bled out. He'd been stabbed 37 times in the front and back of his body, as deep as his vital organs. Oh. Yep. Then, after she'd done that, she went to an ATM, took out a grand out of his bank account, then came back. Then, she skinned him. My, why? Hung the skin from a meat hook in the door of the lounge. And he was just in the bed. Then decapitate him. I'm going to get to it. Then decapitated him. So divorced, beheaded, survived. Then cooked his body. Cheated. Served it up with... Right. And whilst I was Did typing... Did she make the kids eat Whilst him? I was typing this, you then went, oh, what time are we going for lunch? And I was like, really? <laughs> <laughs> Not really thinking of food right now. <laughs> she served him up with baked potato, pumpkin, beetroot, zucchini, cabbage, um, yellow squash... And gravy. Very diet. It's a healthy meal, yeah. Then she set the table, two place settings, and put name cards. 
by the place settings for each of his children. Did they eat him? Well, she was hoping to serve it to him, but obviously this was like the middle of the night and then they found his body the next day. There was also um, another dish that had been cooked and served, um, but that was thrown into the back garden. They don't know why. They asked her about it. She doesn't even remember ever doing any of this, but they presumed that she tried to cook herself a meal, tried to eat it, but just couldn't eat it. So threw it into that garden. His head was found in the veg pot, which was still warm. When they found him, uh, and then she'd arranged the body, which is why they found him, with an arm over a, uh, what's it, an empty soft drink bottle with the legs crossed, with a handwritten note on top of a picture of him that was bloodstained and covered in small pieces of flesh. And the note said, time you got back Jonathan for, so this is in brackets because she couldn't spell, Raping my daughter, you to Beck, Prince's daughter, for Ross, for Little John, his son. Now play with Little John's dick, John Price. Yeah, yeah. Wait, so was he called John Price? Yeah, so he was called John Price. Okay. But his son was called John as well. So she did David, 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 John. She did David, David, John, John. Which doesn't make it better. <laughs> no, it doesn't. That's a pattern. <laughs> that is a pattern. Yeah, but that's not like, the important part of this. No. So uh, she was sentenced uh, in 2001 for life. She tried to plead not guilty. Right. But they could find nothing to mean that she wasn't guilty. They even had the letter written by her saying that she'd done it. So uh, she was sentenced and she is never to be released. And she's the first um, woman in Australian history that that sentence has ever been given to. Wow. Yeah. And then in 2006, she said that the life sentence was too severe for just a killing and tried to appeal it. The appeal was dismissed. (laughs) My goodness. Yeah. And that was Catherine Knight. I mean, I think she should have got life for killing the dingo. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Poor animal. It did nothing. I mean, yeah. And that was her. I tell you, grim, right? Mm. Yeah. Anyway, thank you very much. That was this week's episode. Yep, thank you for listening. We hope you didn't grimace too much. Yep. Send us an email, if you want, or a voice clip, or something. Telling us about famous women, or not-so-famous women, that you just find interesting. Yeah, and we can read it out on the podcast if you want. Yeah. All right. Bye. Bye.